Welcome everyone to your Marvel movie podcast by Fantastic Geek, the official unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody here today to talk to you about the Walt Disney Studios movies panel. Indeed, Pete, that having happened at D23, uh, it started with Alan Horn, the chief creative officer of the Walt Disney Studios, uh, coming out, and some expectations set right off the bat, saying that the Fox properties are not quite ready to be discussed. Pete, that means no X-Men nor Deadpool for you on that day. So we can't talk about how essentially any mutant uh, X-Men reference has been taken out of... Uh, that dumb horror movie that still continues to gestate. Um, New Mutants, Pete. That's the that continues to be just kicked down the road. I must confess, I have to open up a new tab here. I don't know what the latest is of it coming out. Um, I know many people informal, all the way up to informally, all the way up to you know your Hollywood reporters of the world, um, think it's going to be like a Hulu exclusive because then you get to say. It had all these great numbers and exceeded expectations. What were those numbers? Hey, who wants to see a Moana short coming to Disney Plus? That's right. <laughs> Yay! What if, Matt? What if? Like a hand grenade. They throw it. Marvel. Um, Disney throws it at Netflix. <laughs> what? Forces Netflix to show it? <laughs> Here you go. Take it. Um, I got it. You got it. <laughs> it is currently uh, scheduled for April 3rd, 2020. And the latest poster, Pete, does mention that August 2nd, 2019 release date, which, of course, has come and gone. So, look, it's easy to take pot shots at the latter era of the Fox X-Men movies. The fact that this continues to get passed around, Pete, not like a hot potato, but like a rotten, stinky potato that... No one can love. All I can say is this. Uh, Hulu exclusive brings all the positives and none of the negatives. Because I'll watch it, Pete, on Hulu because it'll be value added even if I don't like it or if I turn it off. I'm not going to pay to go see New Mutants in theaters. We'll watch it so you don't have to. But speaking of things and people that other people like, Matt, they brought out the man with the hat. Indeed, Kevin Feige came out. Now, if, dear listeners, you're saying, wait, also at the Walt Disney Studios movies panel was Star Wars coverage. Yes, absolutely. We're going to be talking about that in a separate uh, separate podcast. It'll be on our Pop Culture Podcast feed and our Mandalorian feed. But keeping it with Marvel Studios, first one out, Pete, was Ryan Coogler, who brought out the title Black Panther 2. Huzzah! <laughs> That's not the official title. There was no footage, but... Lock in May 6th, 2022. Long overdue announcement. It's crazy to think it will have been four years, Matt. More than four years since the original Black Panther film. But when you factor in that we got Black Panther for the first time all the way back in 2016, um, now you're really thinking of how long he will have been associated with the Marvel Cinematic Universe once this second solo film comes out. Big follow-up to a tremendous success. Remember, that was the highest-grossing film of 2018, not 
Avengers Infinity War. But um, in the United States, yes, in the, yeah, where, where it counts, Matt, where it counts. Um, but the uh, the idea that we may see the character pop up elsewhere in between, you know, certainly out there seems to be a little bit of a theme with the MCU, particularly the other film and uh, series announced to this point of kind of like exploring the gray area of what happened in the five years since the snap, et cetera, et cetera. I think too. And as we, as we get into some of the announcements that were D 23, you look at the schedule of what's coming out and they're not sticking to the safe areas. I mean, this is not, as was said, I think by Fiji, I know we've quoted it before a number of years ago, like who wants to see Iron Man five, like at a certain point, things need to be new need to be different pete we're getting that with the eternals who once again the cast was brought out on stage they waved and they did not speak yes and thank goodness matt they had new news there since um we had earlier uh seen them at san diego comic-con what was the news the new news was Kit harrington is black knight in eternals and joining us on stage is not Kit Harrington. Uh, people were, were felt a little deflated by, again, the drive-by casting and then no Kit Harrington there. I think people were looking for a little bit more pop on this Eternals property that, you know, the mainstream is not super familiar with. But, but that's okay. Pete, this this Marvel, pardon me, not Marvel Studios. This Walt Disney Studios movies panel. It was two hours long, so a a brisk pace for Marvel, which was a you know a smaller portion of it. There was a ton of speculation that Harrington was going to be playing uh, Wolverine. Um, speculation that he would have shown up in whatever the first Deadpool outing will be. Um, now that he's been incorporated into the MCU. We still haven't gotten that, and it's not going to be um, Kit Harrington. So cross him off your list and continue to wait for that announcement. But okay, they they incorporate yet another uh, Stark brother uh, into uh, this film and into the MCU proper. And uh, you know, it's too bad uh, Arya's movie continues to uh, languish. It is stunning to think of the number of Game of Thrones people who've made their way over to something Marvel, whether it's Marvel Studios, Marvel TV. Um, I guess that's just the nature of the beast. Hey, you're available because you were hot on the show, then killed off. You know, that's the nature of fame and actors and whatnot. But Pete, keeping it here on Marvel Studios, uh, Black Widow also had a moment via a taped message from ScarJo and David Harbour. Uh, then there was an action-packed clip uh, which people responded well to. So, Pete, my question to you, are expectations different for this film? Are we going to have kind of, you know, less superpowers than, you know, uh, recent Marvel movies? I think it's going to represent, first off, that we've had a female-helmed MCU film at this point to, to finally break that ice. And then now we're going to get the one who's overdue to get one. And when it will take place, what will be explored, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, we've seen um, Johansson in the white suit now. 
we've seen her on the poster with, uh, you know, kind of a side profile of Harbor's uh, Red Guardian. Um, you know, this will be a super solid May of next year hit. And that they're really kind of penting up the demand um, that we would go from July all the way to May before getting this film, which is a prequel. And then, you know, when you factor in the, you know, disastrous um, Spider-Man news of the last week or so and, uh, you know, how the demand is all that more because you and I, Matt, both rushed out, right, to see the re-release of Spider-Man Far From Home. I think a lot of MCU fans just made that decision. I'm going to consciously not go see this re-release so that it is my way to express displeasure. Uh, that Spider-Man news, I guess stunning as it broke when you started to understand the, the fact that this had been months and months and months that there had been these negotiations. Maybe it was a little less stunning. What I think is most amazing of all, Pete, is that, and this is without any sense of sarcasm here, I am astonished that Disney was able to turn a story which was, hey, the status quo is X. We want a bigger slice of the pie. And Sony said, no, let's keep status quo because that's what the contract says. And Disney, this mammoth beast that now has the Netflix killer and two movie studios and Avatar and Marvel and Aliens and all the... And Disney walks away going, you took away little Peter Parker from me and not just me, from everyone at D23. It's just, it's astonishing the PR move that they did there and the fact that MCU fans blame Sony squarely for Sony saying... No, thanks. We're going to continue to fully invest in these Spider-Man movies and take all the all the the profits from it. Um, it. It's it's just an amazing turn of events. There's so much money on the table. Uh, they continue to talk, which is a good thing. Um, I'm very hopeful something is going to be worked out. Uh, rewatched Endgame yesterday and. I don't know how you can look at Holland and not understand this is the best live action version of Spider-Man we've ever gotten. And the idea that he would not continue to interact with these characters, save Tony Stark, of course, um, would be a loss for everybody involved. It is interesting to think that in this game of chicken that I guess behind the scenes were was in the minds of the Sony powers that be, the Marvel powers that be, even in the making of Far From Home. On the one hand, Far From Home plays so well as, oh my goodness, he's taking over the mantle from Iron Man. Uh, so it's like, so Disney, if you want to walk, uh, now you're the ones that have a weirdo right turn here. I think Disney would argue, no, no, now it's a poison pill. Like, People want to see next how he takes over that mantle, and that requires Happy Hogan, and that requires this and that, the other. And you think you're getting John Favreau, who's you know had mammoth success with with Lion King this summer and about to explode Mandalorian onto the world. You think he's going to be available unless he's under contract? Separate matter. Um, 
it's just it's it's interesting. And I'll mention Pete while we're on this topic. Speaking of contracts, I had interacted with somebody on Twitter a couple weeks ago that was like, the solution is that that Spider-Man, he just needs to he he just needs to quit quit the contract, refuse to work. And it's like that's not how contracts work. That's not how contracts with Hollywood studios work. That's not how careers work. Let's say he gets some sort of out. Would you hire the guy that bounced from his contracted job because he didn't like this and that the other? Like that's just not how it works. Having having Tom Holland skip out on Spider Man because he's a Disney loyalist, that's not good for him. That's not good for his career. That's not good for you know the contract he signed. And if you don't think that they would lawyer up hard on him to get him in there, um, then you truly don't understand the nature of these contracts. So, yeah, just monitor the news, continue to be hopeful. But, you know, what do we have in the interim? We have all this excitement about these uh, shows coming, uh, these films, particularly the excitement now that there's a little bit more to show off still not as much, you know, for everybody with uh, Black Widow, but they're, they're going to have that pent up demand come May that should make that really pop. Well, Pete, as mentioned, this particular portion of the panel, the Marvel Studios portion of the whole thing, a little shorter, particularly on the heels of San Diego Comic-Con. And I'm sympathetic to that. I know Deadline was kind of down on this portion you know they announced a whole bunch of stuff already this is kind of a contractually obligated place to share more stuff but what do you share and especially the focus on uh disney plus uh elsewhere at the convention but that was the movie stuff from d23 pete we have some good news though to share from outside d23 Yes, uh, we have our giveaway here, our raffle for a digital download of Avengers Endgame. Uh, And I'm going to pick the winner right now. And Malloc1 needs to get in touch with me, either via Twitter or a digital message. So congratulations, Malloc1, on your prize. Congratulations there, Malloc1. Definitely do be in touch. Uh, Pete, quick programming note for those listening on the Pop Culture Podcast feed. We're going to be back tomorrow to talk The Mandalorian. But for right now... Uh, how can people be in touch with you to talk about Marvel Studios' forthcoming crop of uh, exciting movies? You can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R-10,609. K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, Followers can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter's Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast, comment on fantasticgeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek, all one word with the PH, like it today. Well, Pete, with that, I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Bye-bye. <laughs>